Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we continue our study of the second book of Kings, Malachim Bet, chapter 8, that is Parakhat. We are about to read Pasuk Tes Zion, that is verse 16. We just read how Chazael assassinated King Ben-Hadad of Aram and became the king of Aram. Uh, um, and that he did that because of uh, Elisha's uh, advice, how Elisha hinted to him what he should do. Now we're going to change gears a little bit, read a little bit of history. Um, not the most exciting part of the chapter, but important for us to know nonetheless and see how things move along. So, Vishnas Chamesh in the fifth year, and I have not focused very much on figuring out all of these years and how they all add up. So I just like to read them. If you're interested in this, you can look through the commentaries to try to calculate how this works. <laughs> but regardless, during the fifth year of Yoram ben Acha of Melech Yisrael, this will be a little bit confusing here. So remember, Yoram, the son of Achav, is the king of Israel, who we've been talking about these past several Chapters and all these stories between Elisha and the king have been stories occurring between Elisha and Yoram, the son of Achav. Remember, in that dynasty, there was Omri, and then Achav, and then Achaziah, right? Uh, those were that's father, to son, to, to to grandson, and then after Achaziah died, leaving no children because he had a very brief uh, reign. It went to his brother, Yoram, who is also the son of Ahab. So he's the fourth king in that dynasty. And this was, um, and this, uh, uh, during the fifth year of Yoram's reign, Yehoshaphat Melech Yehuda, and during this entire time, the king of Yehuda until this point was Yehoshaphat, right? Who was a righteous king, as we know. However, he had made an alliance with Ahab, right? And we read of some of their exploits and some of the things they did together. However, at this point, Malach Yehoram ben Yehoshaphat Malach Yehuda. Yehoram, the, the son of Yehoshaphat, became the king of Yehuda. So Yehoshaphat had passed away. Now, the king of Yehuda's name is Yehoram, and the king, the son of Yehoshaphat, and the king of Israel is Yoram, the son of Ahab. Very similar names, presumably indicating the very similar and, and close cultural connections that they had. At this time, there was the only good thing going on, really, is the peace between these two kingdoms. But unfortunately, uh, at first, the king of Yehuda was, was a righteous man and faithful to God, while the northern kingdom was not. And then, because of this alliance, rather than the southern kingdom having a good influence on the northern, the opposite is what happened, which we're about to read about. The northern kingdom had a bad influence on the southern one. He was 32 years old when he became king. And he ruled for eight years in Jerusalem. But he ruled in the same way that the northern kings, the kings of the kingdom of Israel, had ruled. Just like the house of Ahab had done. Because he had married a daughter of Ahab. So here's the first time the verse tells us this. 
straight up that that um, Yehoshaphat had married his had um, had married his son to the daughter of Ahav, so that would have been the sister of the king of Yoram, the king of the north. So Vayasara Adonai, and he did evil; he did bad in the eyes of God. So by bringing her into his house, he um, learned from her ways and went on the wrong path. Uh, similar to um, to the wife of Achav, presumably this woman's mother, who we know of as Izevel, Jezebel, who every time she was with Achav, she always steered him in a very bad direction. But God did not, um, he held himself back, and he did not try to destroy the people of Yehuda, Leman David Avdo, because of his servant David, because God told and promised David that he would always there would always be someone remaining from his family for all for all days for all eternity. God had made a special promise to David, so therefore he did not destroy Yehuda. So obviously Yehuda was extremely bad, right? Because um, they seemed like they were so bad that they were worthy of destruction. Now. What this really sounds like, given the context, is that God is about to destroy the um, the dynasty of Omri, the dynasty of of Omri and Achav, and so on. So the question whether here is Lashkis Yehuda to destroy the people of Yehuda. Well, God didn't destroy the people of the north, at least not yet at this point, either, right? So it would have been appropriate. So it seems like. So what it seems like is that God, just like although God was ready to destroy the house of Ahav, God did not want to destroy the the house of Yehuda, the leaders of Yehuda, um, because of that promise. So instead, so while in the north, God, so to speak, solves the problem by getting rid of the kings and bringing a new dynasty in the hope that maybe the new dynasty will lead the people in the right direction, right? God didn't want to employ that same solution for Yehuda because of the promise he made to David that the king would always be in the house of David. That's how I read this verse. But in his day, right, because he was so bad, that's the impression, Pasha Edom, the uh, people of Edom rebelled mitachasiad Yehuda from Yehuda and they made their own king. So Edom had been subdued by David, and uh, then we had again some. You know, you know. Remember, we had how Edom came to help them fight against Moab. Edom was a vassal kingdom to um, to Yehuda, but they rebelled, and just like we saw that the um, um, that the the that the people of Moab rebelled when the kings of Israel went bad. So now that when the kings of Judah went bad, they also started to lose their empire. So Vayavor Yoram Tsoira. So what did he do in response? Yoram Yoram. This is Yoram, the southern king, right? He went Tsaira to Tsair, to a place called Tsair, Bukhola Rechavimo with all of his chariots. By Yehihu Kamlaila, 
and he got up in the middle of the night, Vayakes Edom, and he tried to strike the Edomites, presumably in a surprise because it was nighttime. Asovevi love, they had been encamped and surrounding his camp. Vayasorehorechev, and um, he tried to um, uh, kill the the officers in charge of the chariots of, of Edom. Vayanos However, his nation, the people that followed him, ran away in fear back to their tents, back to home. So they all they retreated in a wild retreat. So his attack, his attempted attack, failed. So at this point, Edom was victorious and they kept their independence. So they completely rebelled from being a vassal to the kingdom of Judah, to the southern kingdom of Arayom And this continued until this day. In other words, that no more did Yehuda rule over Edom. This is when Livna, right, also rebelled against Yehuda. So Yoram, by leaving the, the, the impression one gets, and the purpose of this is to tell us that when he didn't keep the, the instructions, when the people didn't keep, you know, what the, 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 I'm sorry, when the kings didn't lead the people properly, like Yehoshaphat did uh, towards God, but led them away, then their kingdom started to fall apart. V'yeser de Yoram, if you want to read about the things that happened to Yoram, who was the king of Yudah, V'chola, Sherasa, and all the things he did, Go ahead and read it in the, in the chronicles, in the annals of the kings of Yehuda. You can go ahead and read it in the history books. This is not a, a history book. It's just here to teach us the lesson that we just taught. You start to go off the wrong path, you start to fall apart. V'yishkav Yoram imavosav, Yoram passed away and he rested with his fathers, Vayikaver imavosav, and he was buried with his ancestors, Be'ir David, in the city of David, Vayimloch Achaz Yahu And now his son, Achaz Yahu, rules. Now, Achaz Yahu, of course, is a very similar name to Achaziah, who was the king of the northern kingdom, the brother of the current kingdom, king of the northern kingdom, who is Yehoram. So, a lot of similar names going on back here. So Ahaziahu, who is the son of the Yoram, the king of the southern kingdom of Yehuda, has the same name as his uncle, right? Because his mother's brother was Ahaziah, the king of the north, who had a very short reign. So again, we find these cultural connections are very tight. In the twelfth year of the Yoram ben Achav, of the northern Yoram, right, Malach uh, Yisrael, who was the king of Yisrael, Malach Achazyahu, that's when Achazyahu ben Yehoram, Malach Yehuda, became the king. Of Achazyahu, the son of Yehoram, king of Yehuda. Now notice here the names Yoram and Yehoram keep getting switched back and forth between the northern and southern kings. It's basically the same name, it's just uh, a longer versus a shorter version of that name. So now, if we are, right now we're about to read verse 26. At this point, now you have um, Ahaziahu, the son of Yehoram, who is the son of Yehoshaphat, who is now the king of Yehuda. And you have Yoram, the son of Achav, the son of Omri, who is the king of Israel. He became king when he was 22 years old. And for one year he was the king in Jerusalem. And his mother's name was Atalia, or Ataliahu, right? 
who was the daughter of Omri, the king of Israel. And it's confusing us again. It calls her Ataliyahu, the daughter of Omri. Now his mother was the wife, obviously, well, the wife of his father, Yehoram, who married the daughter of Achav, right? Not the daughter of Omri. So why is she called the daughter of Omri? Because Omri is the father of Achav. That's her grandfather. But that's not unusual because it's not uncommon for in, in the verses, and we've had this many times, where a person is called a the Ben, the son of, or the Bat, the daughter of their grandparent as opposed to their parent. So it's Atayahu was a descendant of Omri, and Omri was, of course, the founder of that dynasty. So sometimes she would be called after that. So, so here Ahaziahu is ruling. He's in his place for a year, and his mother is Ataliyahu, and she's going to be an important uh, figure very soon. He continued to rule in the same way of the house of Achav. So now we have the, the southern kingdom very highly infiltrated by the northern kingdom and going in their evil path. And he did evil in the eyes of God, just like the house of Achav in the north did, because because he was a son-in-law to the house of Achav. He learned from their ways and ruled in their corrupt ways. So here is the beginning of the fulfillment of the prophecy that Elisha had Made. Remember, Elisha had seen and cried over the wars that were going to occur between Chazoel, who was the new king of Aram, with the people of the northern kingdom of Israel. And here we now have Yoram, the son of Achav, going to war with Chazoel, who is the king of Aram. This occurs in Ramot Gilad, up in the north. And the people of Aram struck and defeated Yoram, the son of Achav, in the north. They struck him hard. Vayashav Yoram HaMelech Lihisrapebi Yisrael. And King Yoram, right? Remember, this is the northern kingdom. The southern king is named Achazyohu at this time. He went to be healed in Yisrael. Minhamakim because of the wounds, Asher Yakuhu Aramim Barama, that he was struck in this battle in Rama, right? He was struck by the Arameans and he went there to convalesce, to to recover from his wounds. Those wounds that had occurred while he was waging battle against Chazael, the king of Aram. Yahu ben Yehoram, and Achazyahu, the son of Yehoram, right? His nephew. Um Melach Yehuda, the, who was the king of Yehuda, Yorad Liroses Yoram ben Achav be Israel Kicholahu. He went to visit Yoram the son of Achav because he was ill. So again, very close attachments. The king of Judah goes to visit the king of Israel um, when he's sick and recovering from battle in from wounds that he had suffered during his battle with Aram. This uh, gives us a sense of the uh, of the unity of the two kingdoms, which would be a wonderful thing if only they were united for something good, which if they would have united together to serve God properly as opposed to being united together in evil. But this is the situation as is, and this concludes chapter 8. And um, in chapter 9, we will continue uh, with the story of Elisha and the continue 
as these kingdom, uh, as the uh, dynasty of Amri, Achav, Achazia, and Yoram are getting closer and closer to their end. Thank you so much for studying chapter 8 together. Looking forward to studying chapter 9 and the rest of this book of Kings together. I hope everyone has a wonderful day.